0: Hey, Doc, before today's episode, I have an important announcement for you. Have you been told that maybe if you can just cut down your spending, save more money, and pay off debt, then you will be able to have freedom? Well, I'm sorry to tell you, but that's not the complete truth. Over the last couple of years, I've had the pleasure of learning from badass women physicians and women outside of the physician communities that are living a life of freedom. And what I've found is that How they live their life and how they think about money is so different than how most of us have been taught. Incorporating this stuff has literally changed my life and the women physicians that I have an honor of serving. So I would love to invite you to an upcoming webinar that I have coming up for you. I want to share with you seven ways that women physicians that are living a life of financial freedom think differently than most. That way you can also incorporate some other stuff and accelerate your own journey to freedom and wealth. Love you so much. Check out the link in the show note and I look forward to seeing you at the upcoming training. Enjoy this episode. Hello, hello, everybody. I am usually excited to be here. And of course, I'm so excited to be here. But this is going to be like phenomenal, exciting level because I have one of the most amazing, delicious humans that I know in front of me right now. And you will you probably are. Seeing her if you're watching a video, <laughs> but you're probably wondering what the heck I'm talking about. But first of all, for those that are meeting me for the first time, I'm Dr. Latifah, aka MoneyFit MD. I am so glad that you're here. I'm glad you're listening or watching today. The guest that I have is going to be one of the most amazing things you're going to listen to today. Because number one, she's a fabulous human being. She is amazing. She looks fabulous. So if you're like listening on a podcast, go watch the video right now. <laughs> I'm completely embarrassing and It's awesome. But so I have Dr. Gimble here with us and her first name is Devin. She is a life coach for physicians and for humans in general. The reason why I have her here though, is because she's a lover of points. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, so points is when you use a credit card, you know, actually, I'm going to shut up because I'm going to let her talk because she loves this stuff even more than I do. So welcome here (laughs) to this crazy lane.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. This is obviously such an honor and a pleasure for me. It's so amazing just to be able to talk to you about anything, but to talk about something that I love so much that you love so much and that hopefully will benefit your audience as well. I think it's just the absolute best thing in the entire world. So I love that. She said, hopefully it will benefit
0: you. But even if it doesn't, it's benefiting us. So (laughs) we're doing this. And you get to benefit from this. But tell us a little bit about you, who you are, who you are as a human being, first of all, and then why you are on this money podcast.
1: Yes, absolutely. So as a human, as you mentioned, my name is Devin. I'm a double board certified physician in anatomic pathology and dermatopathology. So my area of specialty in medicine is diagnosing diseases of the skin. But I think the much more interesting part about who I am that sort of relates to what you and I are talking about today is that I am a lifelong lover of travel and not just sort of your basic type of travel. I'm the person who wants to go all the places all the time and spend as much time as I can there. I have spent time in South America, India, Southeast Asia, a little bit in Europe, but that's actually not quite as interesting to me as all of these other really phenomenal places in the world. And I think like many people, you know, growing up, my family had very few financial resources. And so travel and certainly international travel was really not in the cards for us. But I have always had just this deep passion to learn about other people, to learn about other places and to experience them. And sort of what happened for me was that credit card points actually kind of ended up being, for me, the path to really go and, and live out this passion before I really started making any money, before you know I had sort of the financial means to go and do a lot of this type of travel. And even now, as someone who you know, professionally is in a different place, obviously, than I was when I was a young child growing up, Credit card points is what has elevated my level of travel from just your basic, you know, bare bones economy, sort of traveling to absolute first class travel without having to spend the cash, which is near and dear to my heart because I want the first class lifestyle, but I don't necessarily want to pay cash for it. So I love that.
0: And some people are going to be listening to this podcast and going, okay, Latifah, what are you talking about? But we're told we should never use credit cards. So here's the deal. I am not anti-credit cards. I've always been someone that said credit cards are actually not made for people that need them, unfortunately. It is made for people that are going to not want to pay interest on it. So I did an episode a few months ago, and I don't know if it's on my podcast yet. It may just be on my vlog, but it should be going up soon if it's not already there. But it's how I use credit card. And the point is that credit cards can be an asset like anything else the same way of how to use debt, leveraging debt to build wealth. Credit card is not a bad idea for you to use because number one, there's more security we use in credit cards as opposed to using cash. If you lose cash, you're done. If you lose your credit card, it's still, you know, you can still get it back. And also for a lot of purchases, there is more security in terms of like whether, even compared to debit card. If your debit card gets stolen and someone uses it, It's a huge long process to get in the refund as opposed to a credit card. So, there are many advantages of using credit cards. However, if you're someone that you're not paying it off every month, you're paying a lot of interest on it, this is not for you. However, if you're someone that's good about keeping things within your budget or spending plan, you're paying off your credit card every month, this is a way of literally having them pay you to use a credit card. And I know based on data that people tend to spend more when they use credit cards. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're not everybody. You're not most people. So that's for them. This is for women physicians and male physicians and anybody in general that's like, okay, I pay off my credit card every month or most months. I pay almost no interest. Ideally, no interest, but I want to leverage it even more. So that's what we're talking about here. So
1: do you agree with that, Devin? Yes, I agree with you so much. And I'm so glad you brought that up early in this conversation. Co-signed 100% on everything. But I think it is really important to note that when we're talking about how can we use our credit cards specifically to leverage earning extra points, extra bonuses for the money you're already spending we're not talking about get a credit card and start buying stuff you never would have bought anyway. We're talking about the bills you're already paying. How can you actually benefit from that even more? I think about it as you know when we have assets, if we have you know disposable income and we decide, okay, I could leave it in a bank and earn less than 1% interest on it, or I can put that money into the stock market, right? Into a basic index fund. And actually theoretically, potentially some years get seven, eight, 9% interest on it, right? It's like, we're benefiting from making smart decisions around the resources we already have. I actually think our expenses are a huge resource that so many of us don't even realize is a resource because we only see it as, oh, money going out, right? But that money going out can actually earn you amazing things. With that big fat asterisk that I'm really glad you pointed out, especially and pretty much only if you are the type of person who does have enough of a handle on your finances where you're paying off your credit card bills monthly in full. If you do tend to carry a balance on your credit card, it doesn't mean anything about you as a person. But what it does mean is that you are probably not in the place yet where you want to benefit from doing all the stuff that we're going to be talking about on this podcast, because you're going to lose in that interest rate that you'll be paying on your monthly balance more than what you would gain From the points and from using the points like we're going to talk about today. So I think that's a perfect thing to start this conversation out saying, who is this really for? Who stands to benefit the most from this? And I think it's, like we said, people who can pay off their credit card bills monthly in full, people who already have expenses, especially if you tend to have high expenses. It's money you're going to spend no matter what. And If you happen to be a business owner, whether that's within medicine, you're a practice owner, or you're an entrepreneur within the medical space, or you're a business owner even outside of the medical space, that really just blows the lid open on how many points you can earn. But I do want to reassure you, if you have no business, if you never want to have a business, you can still earn the equivalent of tens of thousands of dollars worth of really high end travel every single year just being strategic about how you're using your credit cards on the expenses you already have. I love that.
0: So we, as a family, we do enjoy traveling. We do a lot of traveling within the United States, especially California. We have the luxury of literally driving two hours and feels like we're in a different country. But this is not something we've always been able to afford. And for us, when I started doing my finances, when we started getting things in order, what we started doing was we stopped spending cash We stopped using our debit cards there. I barely remember my PIN number, to be honest with you. And so what we do is we do a lot of stuff with our credit card. We buy, in fact, we pay like our kids. We're paying child care with credit card. Every single thing we could charge on it that was less than 2% in fees or whatever processing charge. That's what we were using for it. And that became what we were using for traveling, for staying in hotels for, but it wasn't like luxury traveling. And I, it sounds like you have the dates on everything. So I'm going to stop talking and just let you like blow us away with all the good. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So again, I agree with absolutely everything that you said. And You can definitely use credit card points for domestic travel for you know your sort of, I guess, what would be considered you know mid tier type of you know hotels or economy class, you know, domestic flights. That's a perfectly good use of credit cards. Where I think there's an outsized value for your credit card points, where you get and we can actually talk about some of the numbers because, of course, I did some math around this because I'm a nerd when it comes to this. When you talk about getting the biggest value out of your points, to me, The one of the best areas to do that is in mid to higher end hotels as well as international like business and first class flights. I don't know if y'all have ever looked at what it costs to fly internationally, even economy flights, those are not cheap, right? When you think about if you've ever spent time looking at, oh, what would it cost to fly business class, you know, from the states to Europe or from the states, you know, to India, one of the trips that I love to take. I mean, we're talking, you know, at least high, you know, thousands, if not $10,000 $10,000 plus for a flight. Now, if you're in a financial position where you don't have any problem spending $10,000, $20,000 for a single flight, that's amazing. I salute you. Right? I'm not in that position yet. I want my money actually in the stock market. I want my money actually earning me more money. And so what this comes down to for me is, oh, wait a minute, how can I still leverage, again, those ex- the money that I'm spending to actually earn me the equivalent value of a $10,000 flight. So my $10,000 can actually be sitting in the stock market right now. right? And so for me, what it came down to is I had taken a lot of international trips sort of around that age when I was in residency and young attending hood. Like I said, my favorite types of places to go you know, are far away from the United States. I have spent probably a good at least 100 hours squished into a little tiny economy seat like on the way to Vietnam and back on the way to India and back you know on the way to Oman and back and of course traveling isn't just about the flight getting there but if you don't have to spend 12 to 24 hours cramped up in a tiny little economy seat and instead you can actually be in a seat where you can lay down and you can sleep during a flight you can get work done during a flight right it makes the experience so much Better. Okay. So I'm gonna
0: disagree a touch with one of your points. said travel is not about the flight. If you've traveled and flown well, the flight is part of the experience. And if you're my children, you will say the flight maybe the most fun part, even if it's an economy. <laughs> right? I just went to um Nigeria a couple months a couple months ago now. This has been about three, four months, and it was about 24 hours each way. I flew economy, I would have liked for us to have this conversation. So you would have told me all the things about how to not fly economy. So if someone is listening to this and they're first starting out, they're like, okay, now we get the fact that credit cards are not made by the devil. We can use it if we use it well. Most times when I talk to people, they don't actually know how to look for good cards. And when I say good cards in terms of like the cards that give you the highest yield for what you're putting into it, how do we start when we're like, okay, how do we even, you know, there are cards that are annoying. And I tell people, why would you get a credit card that has no point system to it? So tell us if someone is starting, where do we even start from?
1: Yeah, I think that's such a great question. And I know it can be overwhelming. Like if you've Ever been someone who's heard people talk about, you know, sometimes it's called travel hacking or sometimes it's just called, you know, using credit card points. If you've ever gone on the Googles and just sort of tried to figure it out, you may have been overwhelmed by the amount of information that's out there. And what I want to offer to everybody is that you can start very simple. You don't have to have a really complicated plan. You don't have to start out getting a ton of cards. I actually don't recommend that you start out getting a ton of credit cards. You want to start out with just one really solid credit card. And by solid, I mean a card that's going to earn you points and additional bonus points for certain types of spending, like spending on dining or restaurants or spending at a grocery store, the types of things that, especially in the COVID area, COVID time, most of us are putting our money towards that type of thing. And that has an ability for you to use the points that you earn in lots of different ways. And what I mean by that is you may notice that airlines or certain hotels, they offer credit cards, like American Airlines, for example, right? Now, most of us don't put all of our travel with one airline anymore, even if you live by a hub, right? So if you have a credit card, like an American Airlines credit card that earns you American Airlines points, it limits how you can use those points. You can only use them on American Airlines. And so what I recommend is, For very beginners, you want to pick a card that has what's called transferable points, meaning that when you earn that point, you are not limited to transferring those points to only one type of airline or only one type of hotel. And there are a couple of great transferable points currencies. My personal favorites are American Express and Chase. I think that one of the kind of just most solid entry-level credit cards that someone can get as a personal sort of credit card points earning strategy is the Chase Sapphire Preferred Credit Card, right? It has an annual fee, but it's much lower than their really high-end premium credit card product. It earns you points, bonus points in certain categories like dining and travel for when that really becomes prevalent once again. And it earns you Chase Ultimate Rewards points, which are super flexible, meaning that you can use those points to redeem for travel on lots of different airlines, several different types of hotels, and so it stretches your points much further and gives you so many options of what you want to do with them. So that's kind of how we started. So the first credit card I had initially in college was City
0: Card, but I kind of, you know, got rid of that pretty quickly as soon as I knew what I was doing. And Chase is I'm just a huge fan of their credit cards, really high value, and they have different ones. So we have the Chase Freedom we have the Sapphire, not reserve, pres- is it reserve? Yeah, not the preferred, reserve. And, you know, a lot of times people talk about, oh yeah, we want a credit card that doesn't charge you a fee. And that's the thing. I This is so key to what I do with Money Fit MD is letting people not follow strict rules, but understanding it and learning how to leverage it for yourself. So yes, if you're not someone that's getting points, you should try and get zero fee credit card. That's not charging you anything. But when you're getting a credit card that may have a yearly annual fee to it, you want to know exactly what you get in exchange for that. So when we got our Chase Reserve card, it definitely cost a lot of money. And a lot of people would go, oh my goodness, you're the money coach. Why would you want to waste that money on fees, right? But hey, never say never, just like interest, right? You have to think in terms of like what you're getting and how you're leveraging for this we got it towards the end of the year and they had, I think it was $250 to what travel per year. So 300, it around there's $300, 300 $300, yeah. 300 See, so we got it like around November or December and got 300 for that year and 300 for the next year. So literally in one month, we got the money back for the fee that we were paying annually. So that just was, so any thoughts about what people should think about when it comes to like, okay, the fees, And is it even worth it? Because that's one reason why people avoid credit card.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. I think it's such a great point to make. And it really comes down to understanding, okay, what is the value I'm getting out of this card? Is it greater than what I'm paying in terms of the annual fee? And like you said, there are no strict rules. So depending on how you use the card, if you never travel, right? If you're someone who has You know, very low expenses on purpose. And so you're not actually spending a lot of money, you're not earning a lot of money, and you're not taking advantage of some of the very specific perks that a credit card may offer, like lounge access, you know, at an airport or a Peloton credit every year. So if you're not utilizing the perks, it probably wouldn't make sense for you to want to have that card with that annual fee. But when you look at the card and you see, okay, what are the perks? Am I actually going to take advantage of them, and do I know how to use these points in a way that justifies paying that annual fee? Then that can be a perfect match for you. Thank you, thank you.
0: So regarding airline-specific credit cards, I so we're I'm recording this right now in Washington State. We flew down uh, with my family, and on the airline, almost every airline will tell you about their credit cards and why you should get them. And I know some have more value than others, but there's also this airlines that are now part of like a partnership of airlines now, where they talk about the fact that their credit cards and their points can be transferable to other airlines. I, don't, I still don't think it's as amazing as having one that's more general, but I'd be curious to hear if those are even worth getting, even for the points, especially the companion thing they talk about?
1: (laughs) Yes, that's a great question. And I think that, again, as everything we're talking about today, the answer is sort of like, it depends, right? And what I want to say about that is this is why I think it can seem overwhelming and complicated and confusing in the beginning. And I want to just rest assured, reassure everybody, if this sounds interesting to you, if it sounds interesting, but a little bit complicated and you want to be part of a community where we talk about this and we share information all the time, we have those communities you're more than welcome to join. I think Latifat will put some of that in the show notes. But what I like to tell people is that if you live near a specific airline hub and you use that airline frequently, almost to the exclusion of other airlines, right? I know there are some people who are like Southwest enthusiasts, right? Like that's the airline they are really loyal to. They will go out of their way to fly on Southwest. That's a perfect example of an airline that does offer what's called a companion pass. if you have their specific you know Southwest branded credit card and you meet certain criteria. you can earn a companion pass, which means that it's basically like a buy one get one free, right? Where once you have a companion pass, if you book a flight, you get the value of that flight, you can book it for a second person as well. So for some people, that's amazing. That tends to be people again who either live near a very specific airline hub and fly that airline almost to the exclusion of other any other airline. I personally don't have an airline branded credit card that has that companion pass possibility because I live about 20 minutes away from O'Hare Airport in Chicago, which is a huge international airport, and the benefit of that is I can basically pick from anything, even on domestic flights, right? It's a United hub, but I fly American all the time. I can even sometimes catch a Delta flight out of O'Hare. And so for me, it doesn't actually make sense to be super loyal to one particular airline, but to other people, it can make sense. And a lot of that comes down to geography and just airline flying preference.
0: Hey, I'm gonna interrupt this episode briefly just to share a quick message from our sponsor. The sponsor of today's episode is Soxy Doc. Yes, listen up, women. You know how we spend so much time on our feet as women physicians. We spend time serving others, taking care of others, and we need to do a better job of taking care of ourselves. However, as we do all those things, including saving lives, we deserve to walk around with comfort and badassery on our feet. This is why we have created SoxyDoc, a whole new line for women physicians that prioritize their comfort, their own badassery, so that you can walk around the hospital feeling like a boss. Visit SoxyDoc.com to check out the options that we have for you. Again, it's Soxy, S-O-C-K-S-Y, doc.com, because every physician should be a Soxy doc. Yes, I love this. And funny enough, so the group that you're talking about is a Facebook group that uh, Devin runs. You just recently launched that group. And guys, if you're guys, ladies, is it specific to men, women or any human? It's specific to women. Okay, all right. Sorry, guys, not for you. But it's funny because she literally just launched this free Facebook group. And it's like first three days or five days. And people are like, oh my goodness, I already got a credit card and I already got this point. And oh my goodness, we're going to use it for this. So if you're watching or you're listening right now, check the show notes. Just don't ask me any questions. Click that link, go to Facebook group and go start your journey to credit card points. And I love that there are people that are like, oh my goodness, shame, shame, shame. I don't have any credit cards. It's like, zero shame. Everything we do is about awareness. In fact, if everybody knew this information, if we expected every human to know this information, we wouldn't do the things we do. So when you come to us in like Latifah, I have so much shame about my money. Uh, Devin, I have so much shame about my point. That is literally the exact opposite of what we want you to feel because that is why we're doing this stuff. So you and your shame or lack of shame or judgment or lack of judgment, bring yourself into all the spaces because we created them specifically for you. So make sure you get into Devin's group because you're I promise you in fact, I have credit cards already and I've been procrastinating on opening my business credit card and now I'm like, okay, babe, we got to do it. I already know what I want. Let's just do it. So I love that the group is also keeping people accountable and just get your crap together like <laughs> get it done now. <laughs> Part of it too. So I love that. Thanks for starting the group.
1: Yeah, oh my gosh, it's been so much fun. Like you said it hasn't even been a week and I think this speaks to you know, like you said, we all have, I think, ideas that hold us back from something, right? I think shame, like you said, especially around something like finances, money for women, right? Given all the messages that we have received growing up, doctors, the messages we receive about what it means to make money, to have people know that we make a certain amount of money or don't, right? All of these things. Shame is what holds us back from learning, right? There's absolutely no reason that we should know anything that we don't know. I knew nothing nothing about finances up until about three years after I finished fellowship and was, you know, had been in attending for a few years because my family had no money growing up. There was nothing for anyone to teach me other than money is scary. Make sure that you find a job so that you have money. Like that was the extent of my financial education, right? I could have let that be my story my whole life, right? Like I could have been uneducated about finances my entire life, Because of that story, because of shame around that money. Or I could have just started learning. And that's how it started for me. You know, it started for me when we finally were at a place, again, outside of fellowship, where it didn't feel like we were living paycheck to paycheck. And I started thinking, oh, wow, maybe there is something for me to learn here. Maybe this is a way, right, for me to really take ownership. Of my life my family's financial life and the same is true even though we're talking about credit card points which i think can sound you know a little bit frivolous no one is going to you know die a horrible death if they've never learned about how to do credit card points but i do think it's really really important for us especially as women to start considering what does it mean for me to be in charge of my finances and i think a big piece of that is what does it mean for me to be in charge of being smart about The money I'm spending and how that is actually another asset for me. Can that money I'm spending be doing even more work for me and my family than it is right now? And there's no shame around wanting to learn that, about wanting to practice it, about making mistakes and being able to be in a community where everyone else is doing the same exact thing. And honestly, having a crap load of fun doing it because I don't think there's anything more fun than when someone posts, oh my gosh, I planned a trip for myself, right. That would have cost $5,000. And I paid 70 bucks out of pocket because my, all of my credit card points got this for me. Like that is really fun.
0: Richard sister. I hear you a hundred percent. And the thing is this, everything that we do here, at money fit MDs is about helping women create a rich life. And why is this important? I want you to grow your funds because the more money you have, the more good you can do with it, with the more impact you can do with it, right? And ultimately, we all know that burnout is huge in medicine. So you as a woman physician, listen, it's still pandemic era right now. Just imagine being able to take a weekend away from home because you and I know when we're home, it's hard to like turn our brains off from the to-do list and just being able to go somewhere, even if it's within two hours drive, book an Airbnb, book a hotel, pull your foot up and just breathe for a second. That helps with our wellness. And if you can do that without needing to have that money from your pocket and the money you would have spent on that vacation, say $1,000, $2,000, whatever it is, now imagine putting that into the stock market in a boring investment, whether that's an index fund or something that's like low maintenance, but we know based on data, gets you just as good or even better return compared to an actively managed fund over time, that money can grow. I actually recently sat down with, uh, showed the folks on my group program, I run our eight weeks money program for women physicians. And we were talking about compounding and how things compound. And if you had, even if it's like $500 that you're investing every month into the stock market over time, that stuff grows. So part of this is I'm for spending money for wellness. And if you need to spend money on vacation, hallelujah, go do that. But if we can actually help you think of the things you're already doing in your life, what you can now get value without paying interest, right? For credit card usage without, because now we know that you have the discipline to not increase the usage of your credit card just because it exists why the heck not. So that's what we're talking about here. So if you listen to my podcast, this is important for you and that's why our fabulous duck miss amazing point extraordinary fabulousity is here today. So whatever your brain is bringing up for why this is not valuable to you is bs and I'm you know I call that out with love. So yes, if you overuse credit cards, this is not the season for you. I want you to talk to me Let's figure out how to help you create a spending plan. I want you to figure out how to create your wealth and come back to this episode later. But this is important for all of us because it may not be useful for you now, but I know that if you're listening to this, it's going to be of value to you in a couple of months after you get your money stuff sorted out. So, yeah.
1: Yes, yes to all of that. And as you were talking, this is something that I just wanted to drop in here because I probably could, It's speaking about, you know, not so much shame, but thinking about like, oh, I could have kept better track of something is I honestly in the past haven't really tracked closely on a year-to-year basis. You know, like what did I use my points for? And if I were going to book those same exact experiences using cash, what would that have cost me? I'm starting to do that now because it's really blowing my mind. I already knew, wow, I'm getting some amazing deals here, right? I knew that, but this is the first year that I've really started Legitimately tracking it. And this is why I wanted to speak to that point that you just made is that, you know, when we talk about using our money and putting it into investment strategies or into vehicles where that money can grow, I am very serious about that, right? I don't know that any woman, any person who's traditionally been, you know, marginalized in any way and taught, you know, that wealth is not available to them, right? Part of it is because we have not been educated or encouraged. To use our money in ways where it grows. Now, in order for it to do that, right, we don't always want to be spending that money on other things. So, when I look at just this year alone, and I haven't done a ton of travel, but I have planned travel for next year that I was using my points for. This year alone, okay, the trips that I have planned and and either did take this year or have planned so far for part of next year. That I've used my points for, if I were to pay, have paid just out of pocket for those same exact trips, I've already gotten almost $40,000 worth of travel out of my points this year alone. And I've been doing this now for years, right? And when I look at that, you know, like again, I'm happy to spend money on myself. I don't know that I'm going to be spending honestly $40,000 a year primarily on myself and my travel, but I am more than happy to spend points on that. And I can use that $40,000 that I saved. That goes into my kids' 529 education funds, right? That goes into my taxable investment account. And like you said, in 10, 15, 20 years from now, that money compounded, that is what's going to make my family wealthy. That's why I do this. Like, yes, it's fun, but this is also about increasing access to wealth for people who traditionally have not had that access. That is
0: amazing. So here's what I'm actually doing while you're talking right now, because again, your wellness matters. And if you've been on my platform, if you've been in my course or listened to my podcast at all, you know that I'm pro-wellness. I'm pro-you spending money on assets and also on liabilities, as long as you get your money stuff in order. So what I'm actually going to do is, so if we look at what Devin just talked about, in terms of the $40,000 that she's saving, that she's not spending out of her pocket on travel. She is still traveling and she said it's important for her wellness. So she would do it no matter what. But right now she's able to use her points for it. So let's be a little conservative and maybe you're like $40,000. No, I'm not there yet. So let's say $20,000. Okay. And we could go even lower to like 5,000. But if you take $20,000 per year, okay. And you put it in that investment and it compounds over time. And I'm using this calculation very, very modestly. I'm doing a 6% annual rate of return, which you could argue is not a lot. But after 20 years, that's going to be like $9 million. $9 million, okay? So if you're like, oh, Latifat, okay, $20,000 is like too much. You know, Latifat, I'm still recovering from Dave Ramsey stuff <laughs> that he taught me. I'm going to go down to even let's make it, I'm punching in the calculator right now as we talk. So let's even say $7,000. How about that? Because I truly believe that we are being, it's really unfair for us to not be growing our money, right? Because there's money saved and there's money invested. So now let's talk about $7,000 a year, 7,000. You probably spend that much on travel every year. After 20 years, 6% return, you're doing $7,000 every year. That's about, comes out to about $3 million. So that's why this is important because it's not just about travel, which is important. It's not just about fluff. It's about what that money could also be doing for you so that you're leveraging and building wealth while not sacrificing your wellness, your family's experience. Because ultimately, I mean, you know, if you, I have kids, my kids, are growing older they're still like one of them is still in pull up. so it's funny that i'm (laughs) talking about them getting older but the bottom line is they are right and this time together is so valuable the time we have now i mean i'm praying for a long life but who knows it's so important so for me it's been able to enjoy those experiences with my kids it's been able to show them what's possible you know as kids that are you know they're black And for them, it's important for them to know that money is not something to be afraid of. It's not something to feel guilty about. We can do good and we can enjoy life, right? I don't know when I'm gonna be posting this episode, but we're currently raising funds for the family of Henrietta Lacks. And if you don't know who she is, you need to go Google right now. She is someone that's done incredibly much for the history of medicine. So for me, when my people can use their points to donate, or when they can use their points to enjoy life and do stuff so they can have more cash to do good, heck to the app. Sign me up for that. So that's why she's here. So if you've never listened to anything I've told you, because, you know, you're like, Latifah, you've told me, I'm not listening. Listen to this one thing, because it is going to enrich your life. It's going to grow your wealth. And that's what I'm all about here on this podcast. So.
1: Yeah. And, you know, just to speak of that too, I agree with everything you said. And I also think about, you know, I also am a mom. Now I have two young kids. One of my kids is my daughter. And I think about the types of things that we're talking about in this conversation, the types of topics that you educate, you know, your listeners about all the time. I think about the financial education that I got as a young girl growing up. And like I said, it was almost nothing and it was pretty much all fear and scarcity based. Right. And you think about, okay. How is a young woman, how are people of color who've traditionally received messages about their wealth earning capacity or capabilities, how are people supposed to build wealth when they have not yet been given the information to do so? They don't have examples of what that looks like, right? Like, I want that to stop with our generation, right? Like, I don't want my almost three year old daughter, I don't want her to be 27, 28 years old, 30, 35 years old like I was before I understood or knew. Anything about money, about the power of money, about what it actually looks like, not just to get by, not just to save and have a little bit there, but truly to build wealth. I don't think we can have enough examples in this world of women and people of color doing that. And I don't care what route you take to get there, but I want to be part of helping you get there in a way that's actually fun for you and interesting for you. As long as that path is legal, we're all for it. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't do it
0: if you do it illegally, we're not going to come and visit you in jail. Okay, thank you. you that, yes, right? Thank
1: you for that because I agree <laughs> with you. I am definitely, I am totally in favor of all of those things when they're legal. <laughs> we are not going to come.
0: If you call me collect from jail, I'm not going to pick up. I never pick up those calls. <laughs> do you get those calls? Am I the only one that gets those calls? Like you, someone just called you. I'm like, I don't know anybody in jail. And if you listen to this podcast from jail, I love you. I'm glad <laughs> you're listening, but don't call me collect.
1: I'm one of those people that actually hates talking on the phone and people know, just don't call me. I don't care if you're calling from jail, not jail. I don't care who you are. I probably won't pick up my phone, but I will be happy to text you. So it's fine. If people want to text me about stuff too, that's, that's totally on the table. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I
0: love this. Love this so much. So I know that you do have other things you have to jump on today. And so do I, but I want to know, is there anything else you want to share with our audience? I mean, you've already shared so much gold and we're Your group is about to blow up because me and all of my people are going to be hanging out in your group and having lunch, breakfast and dinner there. But is there anything else you want to share with us today?
1: You know, I just want to share again, even if this is not of interest to you right now, or even if this doesn't make sense to you right now, that's totally fine. I hope it has just planted a seed, right? I hope it's planted a seed for you to think, oh, wait a minute. I could actually be getting even more like out of my expenses, out of my financial life than I am right now oh, I could actually have the chance right, to fly myself or fly my family business class somewhere internationally and not pay out of my pocket for that experience. right? Like, All I want to invite you to do is just think about, oh, if anything we talked about or shared today could just expand your mind in one little way, what would that look like? And know that if you ever want to come back and learn more about it, You want to start actually seeing people who are putting this into practice, what it looks like for them. You want to dip your toe in that water. We have a community that's there for you to come learn whenever you want to learn, celebrate with us and just have fun using your money and making your money work even better for you.
0: And I love what you said about fun, because I think sometimes people think fun is bad, right? They think of fun as careless. Fun is not careless. Everything I do on this platform has to be fun. If it's not fun, what's the point, right? So I love when we bring, and I think that's because of the old school, back in the day training that a lot of us got. But even in medicine, I have a lot of fun with medicine. And honestly, the more fun we can infuse into our lives, into our finances, it's not careless. Fun is enjoying the moment. It's enjoying what you're doing and still being able to build wealth, being able to create impact, being able to affect the lives of your patients or whatever it is you take care of in your whatever day-to-day life, worth it. So yes, bring all the joy, infuse it everywhere. Joy is not carelessness, y'all. I need to write a post about that. Joy is not carelessness. Joy is just being enriched, living this life because if you and I have learned anything at all, In this one and a half, two years, life is short. And so the more joy, the more fun we have, the better. So.
1: Co-signed.
0: I love it when I co-sign and you co-sign. So if we are both on the same page, y'all, we we must be right. That's the bottom line. (laughs) But I want to say huge huge thank you so much for hanging out with me, for bringing your goodness here, for starting the Facebook group that you started. And I look forward to all the amazing stuff that's going to come out of it for you and also for the people that are part of it. So thank
1: thank you. you so much for having me here. It has been such a pleasure. I will do it anytime. This has been, speaking of fun, the absolute most fun thing I have done in at least the last month. So thank you for creating that for me. Thank you very much.
0: All right, everybody. So read the show notes. Remember, the goal is, I hope we've planted a seed, that there is more. It doesn't have to be hard. It could be fun. It could be doable. And again, the more you do this without paying interest, the more your net worth is going to grow. So I'm all about that lie. So anyways, I'll talk to you guys soon. And thanks again for listening to this episode. Bye-bye. If you have loved to listen to this episode on the Money Fit MD podcast, you will love the free money course that I have on my website. So this mini course is fantastic. And it's the four steps that will change your relationship with money. It's my free gift to you for just being a part of this community. So be sure to check it out at moneyfeedmdcom forward slash freedom. You are welcome. You can thank me later. Bye-bye.